Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Searcy Sports Show. I am your host, Nelson Searcy, and I believe a few words can change your day and your life. Thank you so much for listening today, wherever you may be listening today and whatever platform you are listening on. I hope you are having a fantastic day. Jumping straight into today's Searcy storylines, which are three current stories in the sports world that are catching my eye. Two of these three stories come from the NFL in some interesting moves that occurred this week. The first being J.J. Watt signing with the Arizona Cardinals in free agency. And the common question that I am seeing thrown around after this move occurred in the middle of the week is, are the Arizona Cardinals a contending, Super Bowl contending team? And I think my answer to that is I am not sure just yet. I definitely think that they are a prime in prime position to make the playoffs this year with the solid offense led by Kyler Murray and star DeAndre Hopkins as well as the defense does have a lot to work with as along with JJ Watt they have players like Chandler Jones, Jordan Hicks and Buda Baker who really align well in the defense and I think that the Cardinals could have a really positive season this year However, I'm not sure if they're quite in that Super Bowl echelon tier at the moment, but I am very interested to see how effective that pass rush is with Chandler Jones and J.J. Watt on the defensive line for Arizona in this upcoming season. Quite the interesting move, and I think that if J.J. Watt stays healthy, that could be a very lethal defense. And the other big NFL storyline from the week came in the middle of the week as well, as we found out that Big Ben Roethlisberger is staying with the Pittsburgh Steelers to be their starting quarterback in 2021. After finding this news out, I would say that my general expectations for them really did not change. Um, I, I kind of view them in a similar light as to the Arizona Cardinals that I was just talking about. I think that they have a lot of positive pieces. Uh, clearly, Pittsburgh's defense is in a really good place. A lot of really solid players on their defense, especially the front seven. And then looking at the offense, they do have some solid pieces as well, but I don't see them really as a humongously explosive team, especially with Big Ben staying. So I think that the Steelers and the Cardinals are both in a kind of a similar spot where they have solid chances at being in the playoffs, but I don't really see them either making a run at this time. But we will see when the season comes around, and I am excited for that time when it comes. And the third and final storyline comes from the world of college basketball, and it is revolving around Gonzaga, the Gonzaga Bulldogs, being the number one, assumingly the number one overall seed in this coming NCAA tournament. And I would say, for me personally, I am the most confident about their, them and their su- chances at success in this year's tournament than any number one overall seed in quite some time. I really like to judge things a lot by the eye test, especially for those teams who get a lot of national TV exposure, being able to watch them more and more, and especially them in comparison to other teams that are highly favored, such as Baylor, Illinois, Michigan, and Iowa. I would say that Gonzaga just really seems fundamentally sound on both sides of the ball, and teams like Iowa, Iowa does have a lot of positives to their team. I do like watching them play. I haven't seen a ton of Illinois basketball, but I'm generally positive about them as well. I think that Baylor, as of recent, has been a little bit concerning, and that's where maybe some of this comes as well. 
Uh, Michigan has looked pretty impressive, but they've had to take some time off, so they may not be completely sharp at the time, um, although their recent performances have been pretty positive. I would just say that Gonzaga just strikes me as such a fundamentally sound team on both sides of the ball. Mark Few has done a great job of, of putting that squad together and leading them throughout the season, and I really feel like they... For me, it would be very, very surprising if they did not make it to at least the Elite Eight, if not the Final Four and further. And I would not be surprised if, if I ended up picking them as my national champion in my bracket. But stay tuned for that, as my bracket will come out as soon as the bracket is available to us. As I like to do in each episode, I just want to take a quick moment to remind everyone to take care of yourself this week as you go about your days whether it be physically, emotionally, mentally, socially, whatever it may be, make sure you're doing all that you can to just take proper care of yourself and look out for those around you this week as you go about your lives. And now I want to move into my midseason NBA awards as we near the All-Star Game this next week. And the four awards that I want to focus on are MVP, Rookie of the Year, Most Improved Player, and the Sixth Man Award. And my mid-season MVP comes down between, really, there's about four, there's four players in my mind, and I kind of had a discussion with one of my friends about this recently. My four MVP candidates in my mind so far are LeBron James, Steph Curry, Nikola Jokic, and Joel Embiid. All four of those players have done a great job in leading their teams and have been tremendous number one options, but the most impressive player this year for me has been Joel Embiid for the Philadelphia 76ers. He has been a consistent workhorse in the paint. He has been able to stay healthy, which is something that I have knocked on him before. I actually remember last year in one of my first ever episodes of the show, I talked about Joel Embiid and I gave the 76ers a a warning about his health and his attitude going forward. And man, he has definitely proved me wrong in all the right ways. Um, he has just been super impressive and and has stayed super committed to his health. And props to him for that. He has been averaging around 30 points per game this season and 11 and a half rebounds. And he has the 76ers in first place in the Eastern Conference. And they just have been really impressive. And him being the focal point of that success has me with the slight edge as the MVP at this midway point in the NBA season. Moving on to the Rookie of the Year, I have a pretty clear favorite winner, as many people do. It is LaMelo Ball of the Charlotte Hornets. LaMelo Ball came into the season with pretty high expectations, pretty high popularity as well, considering the Ball family's presence in the NBA media. And LaMelo has really impressed, especially as of recent, as Devontae Graham has gone down with an injury for the Hornets, and LaMelo has stepped into that shooting guard role. He's averaging 16 points, 6 rebounds, and 6 assists on the season on pretty solid efficiency. And I'm just really impressed with LaMelo Ball this year in his playmaking ability. His shooting has really ticked up as of recently, and he is just all over the court at all times, and he has helped lead the Hornets to currently being in the playoff position at the as the seventh seed in the Eastern Conference as we head into the All-Star break. I think that there are a few other rookies that are worth mentioning this year. Anthony Edwards, the number one overall pick, although Minnesota has had a struggling year, he has looked pretty solid in his in his rookie season, and he's a very athletic player. He's fun to watch. And another would be James Wiseman of the Golden State Warriors, who is the number two overall pick. 
He has also had a very solid year. And Emmanuel Quickly for the New York Knicks, he has been really, really impressive off the bench for them. But I would have to give it to LaMelo Ball as the huge impact and the really consistent, solid play that he has put on for the Hornets this season. Moving on next to the Most Improved Player Award, there are a handful of candidates that would make for a good, deserving member for this award. Uh, Some nominees that I would have would be Jalen Brown. He has really escalated his offensive ability and become a second weapon for the Boston Celtics this season. Julius Randle has done a great job of leading the New York Knicks in their rise back to relevancy in the Eastern Conference. Christian Wood has done a great job with the Rockets. After his move from Detroit, he has had a great season so far. But my current choice for Most Improved Player Award would be Jeremy Grant of the Detroit Pistons. After moving to Detroit this offseason, he has gone from 12 points a game to 23.5 points a game and 5.5 rebounds. He is shooting very efficiently despite taking almost 18 shots a game. And he has been very impressive throughout the year as Detroit has really relied on him for a lot of their offensive production. Detroit has not had a very good season, but Jeremy himself has had quite the impressive uptick in performance and efficiency. And he is a really impressive player on offense and defense. And I admire his success and his improvement this season as he is my current choice for the Most Improved Player Award. And the final award that I wanted to discuss today would be the Sixth Man of the Year Award. And I also have a clear front runner for this award. It would be Jordan Clarkson of the Utah Jazz. Jordan has averaged almost 18 points a game this year in 26 minutes, which is an incredibly impressive clip. And the Utah Jazz have had a great start to their season as they are currently sitting atop of the Western Conference standings. Jordan Clarkson just provides such a great spark plug scoring option off of the bench. And for a team that has been as impressive as the Utah Jazz have been, he has really led that team in the ability to score along with Donovan Mitchell this season. And I expect him and the Utah Jazz to continue to see success as the year goes along. And he, Jordan Clarkson is my pick for the Sixth Man of the Year award at this time. And with that, that concludes today's episode of the Searcy Sports Show. Thank you so much for listening along today. Reminder that you can find the show on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and YouTube, as well as on social media, on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram under the name The Searcy Sports Show. This has been your host, Nelson Searcy, signing off. 